0: sports primetime on a Tuesday night. If you're new to the show, I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com, the dream address without the stress, can be yours. Sell your home for more with the intel that only the Ashton team can provide to you at GaryAshton.com. Com. Of course, you know, Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs, and Two Rivers Ford, where you go for your next new quality American-made Ford vehicle. Find out more about the Built For You program at TwoRiversFord.com. So, we begin in earnest with some Tannehill Truths. I was, so we did the radio show today. Let's set the scene, shall we? Did started the radio show today. Knew there was going to be some Titans media availability. Now, in full disclosure, for those of you who listen to the radio show on top of streaming the primetime show, and we're grateful for those of you who cross over. And if you haven't, maybe give it a try. If you don't like it, we've got the primetime show here, depending on what your tastes are. But on the radio show today, I had prepared, I had taped my full final hour because I knew there was going to be media availability. We had something uh, additional going on at the facility that I was invited to and I wanted to make sure that I could partake in that was outside the normal conventions of what we get to do. So I'd take the full third hour of radio. I sat right here in this seat. I did an hour of radio, hour of radio right here before I went to do the radio show at about 8.30 this morning. Had it all ready to go, then I get a text, hey, Ryan Tannehill is going to be one of the three players that we make available to the media today. Oh, shit. Okay, so now I have to throw everything into flux. Am I going to be able to go? Do I need to react to this live? Of course, we need to carry it on the radio station, and people are going to want to react to what Ryan Tannehill says. And then, God bless Nick Westbrook, Akina, but he was not the first person who should have been on the podium today because that further screwed up my timing. And further delayed me to get from getting to the radio show for the hour that I had taped to the facility because had Tannehill talked first, I would have been able to continue the charade, to sneak out the back door, to tape a couple of that was Ryan quarterback Ryan Tannehill speaking to the media for the first time since Cincinnati. No plans foiled again. So we carry the Tannehill press conference live. I make it over to the facility by about 105. I am, I am ready to dive into all of the things that are being discussed. And all of a sudden this reaction breaks out, not about Ryan Tannehill's disclosure that he's been in a very, very dark place for the past couple of months and has been going, has been previously going to therapy, but needed therapy to pull himself, quote unquote, out of a dark place since losing to Cincinnati, since his cosmic implosion in the playoffs, rightfully so, he did say with 100% transparency that he needs to be playing his best football in January, which has not been the case for the last couple of postseasons, really not since 2019, and you can only survive on the grace of that for so long, I don't got to tell you guys that, then we start to have a discussion about AJ Brown, genuine transparency, genuine emotion, shock and disappointment that they traded away his best option, his best weapon, in a year where Ryan Tannehill needs all the help he can get instead of trying to pick up the pieces of a newly constructed offense, as he will be tasked with doing. And yet, here comes the quote about Malik Willis, the thing that sets the entire internet aflame and wastes all of our time in ways uh, unbelievable yet completely. Believable. Ryan Tannehill says the thing about Malik Willis that he does not believe it's a part of his job description to mentor the rookie quarterback. God forbid, stop the presses. Ryan Tannehill is the first player, first professional to not want to firsthand groom his replacement to push him out of a job because if he does it successfully, Ryan Tannehill's out on his ass next year and a poor man for it. Stop. All of these different things we will cover over the course of this evening, but we must start first and foremost with your Two Rivers Ford take. Please, in the comment section, let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch, do you feel better, worse, or the same about Ryan Tannehill after the starting quarterback's media address today? Let me know in the comment section, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We will discuss it at length, as is the custom. Do you feel better, worse, or just the same about Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill after his press conference today? You guys give me your Two Rivers Ford take. While you do that, I'll tell you about the people who make the Two Rivers Ford take possible. That is, of course, Two Rivers Ford. The Built For You program puts the entire Ford world at your disposal. You can do exactly what I did. Now, you can build the exact same vehicle that I did. I did the Built For You program when I went through the process of getting my new vehicle at Two Rivers Ford. 2022 Ford Explorer. Wanted it in black, wanted it with all manner of customizable accessories, four-wheel drive, radar cruise control, lane assist, all of these different gadgets and gizmos that I wanted as a part of my vehicle construction. Two Rivers Ford built that exact Ford vehicle for me, delivered it right to my door. It took about a month, a month and a half for that vehicle to arrive. No wait, hardly at all, given all of the different delays in production and shipping that all of us have experienced at any point in our lives. Two Rivers Ford got the deal done Focused, first and foremost, on customer service since 1983, nearly 40 years here in Middle Tennessee. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, do you feel better, worse, or exactly the same about Ryan Tannehill today? Clay Travis said Ryan Tannehill was dead to him. Well, how unfortunate for Ryan Tannehill that clay Tra- clay travis better be careful how often he wishes or uh, or or what clay travis better be careful of uh, of what he wishes because i am certain that many people feel the exact same way about clay travis but that is a conversation for another day bk titan 85 on twitch with us this evening says feel much better good to hear he actually cares that was never in question, was it? Like, that was the thing. He didn't speak on locker room clean-out day. You know when else he hasn't spoken on locker room cleanout day? After 2020, after 2019, Ryan Tannehill never speaks on locker room cleanout day. People get all butthurt about it because he threw in a, three interceptions, and you want to hear more accountability. More, damn you, more. How many more times does he need? It's impossible for him to be more at fault and more accountable than he was, what, four months ago, five months ago, when the shit went down at Nissan Stadium, when they absolutely choked away the number one overall seat. Nobody is disputing this, not even Ryan Tannehill. In fact, I would like for you to hear from Ryan Tannehill about the way that this shit literally keeps him up at night. It doesn't matter to you. I understand. You want playoff wins. You deserve playoff wins. He needs to deliver playoff wins. Nobody is taking that expectation of Ryan Tannehill off the table. But for God's sakes, the amount of insanity around this stupid little press conference today because you haven't heard from him in a couple of months and, oh, my God, there's a sponsored social media post on the day that everybody else or, you know, less than half the roster is reporting for the first day of voluntary offseason program nonsense and bullshit. Come on! Enough of this. This was Ryan Tannehill about the Bengals loss that you all want a, pout, a, pi, uh, a pint of blood from him for. you mentioned being in a dark place after the Bengals game. What did it take to get out of that, or it, or are you sti- or do you feel like you're still maybe in that dark place?
1: No, I've kind of worked through it. Um, like I said, it's a scar that, that uh, sticks with me, but um, therapy, you know, talking to people, um, time, all of the above. Um, yeah, it was, it was tough, you know, it was tough. You know, it's not, not a situation you want to be in. Um, you know, you, you prepare so long and so hard to put yourself in the, in the position to um, go chase your dreams and, and to go out and play beneath the standard that I have for myself, um, it stung, hurt. And uh, like I said, a lot of sleepless nights, uh, a lot of reflecting, rewatching the game over and over in my head, um, but yeah, it took a lot of work to get through it. You know, it wasn't, wasn't a day. It wasn't a week. It was weeks and weeks and weeks to, uh, to, to get through it, Uh, you know, a lot of sessions. And, you know, at this point I can look back at it, recognize it for what it was and learn from it and, uh, and move on
0: therapy been something you've done before, Ryan, or was that new after this?
1: No, I've, I've, you know, been doing that, um, for a little while now. Um, but definitely, you know, I think, uh, this is the first time that it probably I absolutely needed it to pull me out of a, a dark space.
0: So you get you get as much accountability as humanly possible, <laughs> like as much account you could not ask. I don't care if you like him as your quarterback or not. That that is of little consequence here today. But the idea that Ryan Tannehill would give you everything. Do you know that's as honest as Ryan Tannehill needs to uh, needs to be or or has been in three years? That's the most honest and forthcoming Ryan Tannehill has been in three years. And what happens to Ryan Tannehill today when he gives you the honesty that you crave that you demand? No more coach speak. No more quarterback speak. Tell me how you feel. After you threw the three interceptions, what the hell has been going on with you in the last couple of months? And Ryan Tannehill's response was to get up there and say, yes, I have previously gone to therapy. I was going to therapy before now. By the way, there are many of us who go to therapy. I have been to therapy multiple times in my life. It is a necessary thing for those of us who just want somebody damn to talk to. Who's not? who has zero connection outside of the fact that we pay them to shut up and listen to us for an hour of our day, okay? It's a necessary evil, and I don't even think it's that evil. For God's sakes, it's therapeutic. That's the definition of this. Ryan Tannehill gets up there today and gives you all of this information. What's the immediate, what's the immediate response? I'm doing the radio show today. I'm in the middle of this shit. We, t- we turn the press conference off. I say, okay, you know, I give out the phone number. God help me. I'm going to give out the phone number after the quarterback talks publicly about therapy. What on earth is wrong with me? And the first handful of calls that I get are about mental, uh, mental weakness and how dare this guy admit to be publicly fragile in a moment where of course he's publicly fragile. You know how shitty you feel after that playoff loss? Imagine being him. It's among the dumbest conversations that I have ever, ever had the misfortune to be a part of, and I do not understand for the life of me why it continues this cycle of nonsense over and over and over again. And yet there he sits, there in front of you, discussing this fragility in a way that he's given you a little bit of himself. And what do you do with it? You step on it, you you dig your heel into it. And you try to stomp it out the way you would stomp out a lit cigarette. It is some of the most ridiculous and yet most predictable behavior about sports discourse. And it's why it drives me insane. This is why I came into the night show. Listen, it's great because it's been a long time since I've been this fired up about a particular topic. I've been drowning, drowning in draft talk. Draft talk is the worst. Lists of names and positions and over and over and over again, the cycle goes finally something to fight about something to sink my teeth into bless you, Ryan Tannehill for your public transparency and for the fact that there's nothing you can do about the fact that people are going to support you because they need you the way that that team supports him, not because they love him overwhelmingly or not because I mean, I'm sure some of them love him. I'm sure some of them are like, yeah, whatever, but he's our guy. We need him. Support from the organization comes from a place of need. You need him too. And I don't know why at this point you're actively fighting the person who is your best chance at continuing to be competitive in this sport over a third-round rookie who the NFL told you was bad enough to fall 60 picks from where the rest of you thought he might get drafted. It is mind-numbingly dumb, and much less the conversation around the therapy portion in particular. Again, let's play for you the Tannehill clip. I there are plenty of you who still ache over that playoff loss. I understand. He blew it. They blew it collectively. They blew it. He being the biggest source of the the uh, the botched playoff game. Right. Completely understand your kind of angst and anxiety again listen to him tell it from his perspective because he feels the same way you do you mentioned being in a dark place after the bengals game what did it take to get out of that or it or are you or do you feel like you're still maybe in that dark place
1: no i've kind of worked through it um like i said it's a scar that that uh, sticks with me but um therapy you know talking to people um time all the above um yeah, it was, it was tough. You know, it was tough. You know, it was not, not a situation you want to be in. Um, you know, you, you prepare so long and so hard to put yourself in the, in the position to um, go chase your dreams and, and to go out and play beneath the standard that I have for myself. Um, it stung, hurt, and uh, like I said, a lot of sleepless nights, uh, a lot of reflecting, re-watching the game over and over in my head. Um, but, yeah, it took a lot of work. To get through it, you know, it wasn't wasn't a day, it wasn't a week, it was weeks and weeks and weeks to uh, to to get through it. Uh, you know, a lot of sessions, and you know, at this point, I can look back at it, recognize it for what it was, and learn from it, and uh, and move on.
0: Have therapy been something you've done before, Ryan, or was that new after this?
1: No, I've I've you know been doing that um, for a little while now, um, but definitely, you know, I think. Uh, this is the first time that it probably I absolutely needed it to pull me out of a, a
0: dark space. He he says he, need, he needed it to pull him out of a dark space. He was talking to Jim Wyatt today about him about scars that this game is going to leave on him. Now that quote I think is interesting. Does that impact him moving forward into another NFL season? Because we have no way of knowing, right? And again, that kind of public vulnerability, he's giving you the thing that he's asking for. By the way, he's only responding to the questions that he's being asked. He didn't volunteer the therapy thing willingly. He didn't get up in front of us and say, hey, guys, just wanted to let you know, last six months, between sponsored Celsius posts of a, of a fishing boat that I was on two months ago, but, you know, my social team, they happen to screw it up. They posted it on the day that voluntary offseason program was going to be getting literally the day, which, by the way, is a fireable offense. If you're somebody on the social media team, that is probably something that needs to be corrected. But my point stands, because then the first mouth breather of the evening. Thank you. I've been waiting for this tonight. Chance Parchment on YouTube. Ryan needs to grow a pair. It's just a game. This is the this is the voice that I use for the sound of what I think my Twitter mentions sound like when it's just you know something reaching out of the sewer to shout at me rings. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that's what I hear when I read dumbass comments like that. Ryan needs to grow a pair. It's just a game. Do you understand that people get death threats in sports over less? Debo Samuel's out here talking about on his Instagram. People are hurling racial slurs and death threats at he and his family because he wants to be paid what all the other wide receivers are getting paid. The horror, the shock. Dear God, how can we possibly survive without telling you to go kill yourself? Of course you would need therapy if you're somebody with that amount of scrutiny. No matter if you say you stay off social media, some of this shit gets back to you. Every time that I say something... Inflamati- much, much smaller, much smaller sphere of influence, okay? While I do think, my while my ego tells me that I've got the biggest, baddest streaming show and radio show or whatever in the world, that we do a great job here on primetime and that everybody must listen to the primetime show. Of course, I know that's not true. But every time that I say something, somebody, te- even or somebody says something nasty to me and maybe I don't see it, right? Somebody will text it to me and be like, did you see what this person said about you? Now, imagine that being Ryan Tannehill with 70,000 people who watch your ass. Of course you would want somebody to talk to about that stuff. Of course you have no possible concept of what that would be to go through because you've never been in that kind of spot with the expectation to perform. And by the way, the expectation is to perform. He did not. Nobody is taking that part of this away. Nobody is saying that Ryan Tannehill's performance in the postseason was sufficient. In fact, there was not much of a postseason performance because he right, rightly ended it very quickly with three interceptions—one on the first play, one on the final play, and a play on the play in the inside the twenty in the red zone—to just make it hurt a little worse. I get that part of it. I'm not absolving him of his play. I'm saying that the conversation around the quarterback is absolutely dumb and it needs it needs to well I don't it doesn't need to stop. in fact, you know people are going to continue to talk about this and cat candidly, that's good for my business. The more upset you guys are, the more that you interact with stuff like that. But Ryan needs to grow a pair. it's just a game. Yeah. sir. Pull your knuckles off of the ground and evolve with the rest of us in the year 2022. Be better about this stuff. It's just a game. Grunt, growl, drool, snort, football. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot possibly, cannot possibly comprehend what the hell it is to think that way. And I understand. Nobody gives a shit that he went to therapy. No, Nobody gives a shit that he needs the therapy. I'm, I'm going to start cussing because I'm getting overexcited and I'm probably overusing words that I shouldn't use. Thank you, Producer Reed, for, you know, hanging your head in shame the more that I said say words that I should probably pull myself away from because we try to keep it a family-friendly show. But the larger part of this, is that he needs to perform. None of this matters if he doesn't perform. He will be gone soon enough if he does not perform. We all know this to be so, but you cannot demand accountability from this player in particular, and then when he gives it to you, immediately use the things that he has given you to stab him in the stomach (laughs) over and over and over again. It's just dumb. It drives me crazy. Dwayne Holiday says PR. stuff." OK, great. Let's let's all do conspiracy theory uh, sports talk radio. Honestly, you know, the, people make a good living at a conspiracy theory sports talk radio. In fact, I should probably do more of it. Not that I'm not, to, not again, not to not to pump ourselves up, but not like we don't have a hugely successful show now, but we would be even more successful if we just flung stuff up against a wall and hope that it stick. Uh, I told, oh, Buck's, or, uh, Henry Abrego is arguing with me about A.J. Brown. Not tonight, Henry. Not tonight. Another night, perhaps. <laughs> Do you feel better or worse or just the same about Ryan Tannehill after this press conference? Let's read some comments because I've been rambling on and on and on, and I apologize uh, for that. Uh, Buck, who was the reporter asking about Ryan's salary? I, I don't recall who specifically asked that question. I think it might've been Paul about his cap hit Kaharski about his cap hit, which by the way, is a fair question. Uh, when, when all of, when, when everybody's pocket watching and we're all pocket watching and we all have access to the information that way. And by the way, the teams want the, you don't know what Mike Vrabel makes. You don't know what John Robinson makes, but you're damn sure aware of what Ryan Tannehill makes. So you can hold that over his head every time there are reasons why that is done, as far as public perception and keeping the players in check, but there's a lot of this. There's a lot of this that you must uh, that that you must take into consideration, and a lot of this we don't have the answers to, right? Only Ryan Tannehill, Mike Vrabel, and a handful of people who are directly involved with this in a uh, in a real time, real world situation are going to have all of the answers for you tonight. But there's a lot of this that I think gets lost in the conversation. And, you know, I, I wrote about this today. It's as passionate as, as I've been about writing something in a long, long time. Any, any time that I can wake up a little bit and uh, and see if I can't breathe, uh, breathe harder uh, or breathe a little... Uh, <laughs> breathe harder. No, that's just because I'm getting fat. That is why I'm breathing harder. It's a problem when you do a solo show for... Solo radio show for three hours a day and a solo streaming show for an hour after that or about... It's just... <laughs> it's, I I just want, I just don't understand why people don't see that you still need this guy this year. Like how people haven't come to that realization just yet, or how people can still be living in this, in this world where Ryan Tannehill isn't your best and most obvious chance. And the only quarterback that you have on the roster that gives you the opportunity to still at least try and compete. It's a lot. Uh, Ryan is a mediocre game manager says Alex M, but here's the thing, like, and I mediocre does not win the, does not help a team get the number one overall seed He does not make the playoffs three consecutive years. Mediocre would not be in the AFC championship game. Even as I understand, cause I covered it. I was there in, in new England. I was there in Baltimore. I was there in Kansas city, right? I saw all three of those games and I saw exactly how they played out. And I know Derek Henry was the primary driving force for all of it. But there is no question that Ryan Tannehill was a critical part of that run. The problem is you need Ryan Tannehill to be more than a cog. He's the quarterback. You need him to elevate his game. He has not shown independently that he can do that. But the idea of game manager or system quarterback, its a, it, if you're trying to hurl it at a quarterback as an insult, and as I assume that Alex M is trying to do here or lob at his criticism. That's what they're asked to be. Quarterbacks are tasked with managing the game. Yes, they're tasked with winning the game, of course, but they are tasked with successfully managing the game plan. They are tasked with operating within the system. Every quarterback that you've ever watched in the history of your sports fan experience, is a system quarterback because they are coached within the constructs of the system. That's the way the coaches talk about this stuff. And I'm not telling you that like I'm a coach. I'm paid to talk to the coaches. That's the only reason that I have that opinion. Because otherwise, I'd be sitting there slinging game manager and system quarterback nonsense just like you. That's okay. I just ask you to think about this differently. Think about the way that And you know, this is why we have these conversations. So I can help you guys. So I can give you the context, give you the conversations that I have and help you to think about football the way that football people think about football. And hopefully we can have a stronger or a stronger and more intelligent conversation around the football being discussed. Uh, LAC says they need to let you cuss on 104.5 on the radio show. Uh, we did have a woman say shit today on the air. And Lucas, our producer, we got producer Reed who kills it on the primetime show. We got producer Lucas on the radio show. Producer Ru- Lucas was asleep at the wheel today amidst all the Tannehill hot takes. And some uh, Denise in Nashville, she called and said, and we and was defending Ryan Tannehill and said, We give this guy all kinds of shit. And I heard it late. Lucas didn't hear it in time, dove across the control board for the button. And yet the shit made it out over the air. So we got, we, we, I didn't curse today, but we broke the FCC rules and nobody, well, not, 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 we can keep pushing it here. They can't find me on the radio show. They can find me and they can take our license. And I very much like having a radio show on top of all of these other (laughs) silly things that people allow me to do for a living. So do you feel better, worse, or uh, just the same with the Ryan Tannehill situation after hearing from him? today fans are hurt says Rashad Mace. buddy i know i know i i have never felt i have never felt a uh, a collective tension and sadness after a titans game the way that that bengal's game the way that the life was sucked out of the environment like that on the first offensive play on the first offensive play play action pass Pass targeting Julio Jones. Oh my god, he's healthy. Oh my god, Julio's out there. Oh my god, he's on the field is the same at the same time as AJ and Derek. Uh, Football fan, wet dream. Interception. (laughs) Oh oh, no. (laughs) Oh my god. And then everything that could go wrong did on the offensive side of the football. Bless that defense for trying its best to keep you guys in that game. The bottom line on this is, the bottom line on this is he has to he has to perform or he's going to be gone that's the only he has only two obligations and we'll talk about his obligation for Malik Willis here in just a second because those were the other comments that drew league wide lightning rod attention over the course of today um we will talk about that at great length but the bottom line is he needs to perform and none of this else none of this matters if he doesn't none of it matters if he doesn't None of the therapy discussion, none of the public, uh, f- none of the public discussion, none of none of him trying to explain to you what it is that he is going through. None of it matters to you, to that organization, and to everybody else who has that expectation of him if he doesn't perform. That's the circumstance that we sit in uh, tonight on A to Z sports prime time. Now let's talk about the Malik Willis thing cuz this is the thing that pissed you all off. I think uh very uh, in a very very real way. Uh Puka says buck just reading negative comments no honestly like you guys are great cuz the comments are going uh, at a at a really rapid rate so I'm trying to catch as many as humanly possible while being able to work off some steam myself. So thank you guys for uh for suffering through my long-winded uh my <laughs> long-winded uh monologue to start the show this evening. Now, let's get into the Malik Willis portion of this which is yet going to be even more complex, I am entirely certain, tonight. The question that I would uh, that I would like to ask of you on this Tuesday evening, fair or foul, Ryan Tannehill saying that he is not here to mentor Malik Willis. Now, that question producer Reed, only because I'm looking at it in real time, Ryan Tannehill's quote, because I want to be fair and accurate to Ryan Tannehill, he said he does not think it is his job to mentor Malik Willis. So instead of saying Ryan Tannehill saying he is not here to mentor Malik Willis, let's say that Ryan Tannehill said it is not his job to mentor Malik Willis because I want to be as fair and as accurate as humanly possible um, regarding these kind of quotes. Because, you know, I, it, he you'll hear the words from him himself, and you can make the judgments on his words yourself, but I'm not interested in, and Reed didn't do that on purpose. I'm just not interested in, uh, well, he's making a face at me now, like he may have done it. Look at you, you little shit stirrer. I see you back there hiding in the shadows, producer Reed. uh, Just a a wholesome individual until such time as he wants to bring Ryan Tannehill's life crashing down to the ground. I see you, Reed, you savage. Um, No, with all of this, I think that, you know, you have to be as fair and as accurate as humanly possible given everything that is going to continue to swirl around this dude, because this is the quote that really got the most attention. By the way, Nashville Predators are in the playoffs. Thank you, Mark Dalton, for keeping us uh, updated, because they are already down 2 nothing to the Colorado Avalanche. That's going swimmingly. I, I uh, In the studio right now, I have the Memphis Grizzlies-Golden State game 2 on, because I felt the Preds might get their asses kicked, and uh, yeah, there is not a lot of life to them without uh, without UC Soros in net, but that will be a conversation for another day. Fair or foul in the comments on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch, Ryan Tannehill saying that it's not, he doesn't think it's his job to mentor Malik Willis. We will get to your answers. You'll hear from Ryan Tannehill specifically on the quote right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group. Of Remax Advantage, the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans, of the Nashville Predators, and of me, Gary Ashton. That guy, I'm trying to do my best weatherman impression. I always point to the wrong side. That guy right there, that's Gary. This is the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team will help you sell for more in this red hot Nashville real estate market with the Intel Edge that only they possess. GaryAshton.com will help you sell your home without any stagings or showings to help you capitalize on your home equity and help you find your dream address while the market is still red hot and do the best value for you, both selling your home and in purchasing your next one. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go. So, fair or foul? Now, I want to play the comments first, or I want to play Ryan Tannehill's comments first, and then we'll react to it. We'll let you guys react to it, and we'll go through this together. This was Ryan Tannehill discussing the notion of Malik Willis working with him as his potential replacement.
1: In your career from injuries and what happened in Miami, the trade, and coming here, but but this is kind of the first time you've really faced it here. What made it so hard compared to what you went through earlier in your career, and do you feel more pressure now coming into this season to, I guess, prove yourself all over again? Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to prove myself. You know, I have a, um, a personal desire to go win. And at the end of the day, that's, that's what fuels me is, is my personal desire. I love winning. Uh, I love competing with my teammates. I love the work that goes into preparing and uh, the payoff you get when you do win. You know, so that's what I'm going to do is attack every day like I, like I always have with a little more passion, a little more fire, and um, excited to, to go out this season and, and uh, play my best ball. Option is obvious. Ultimately, probably his goal is to take your job. I mean, that's part of uh, being in a quarterback room in the same room. You know, we're, we're competing against each other. We're, uh, you know, watching the same tape. We're, we're doing the same drills. Um, I don't think it's my job to mentor him, but, um, you know, if he learns, learns from me along the way,
0: then um, then that's a great thing. Oh, the horror. The outrage. How dare he? How dare he? Look, just, I don't think, be, you know, I don't know how many people watch the press conferences. I don't blame you if you don't watch the press conference. They can be largely boring, except today was very not boring for a variety of different reasons. Um, But, you know, I don't know how many people actually heard the words coming out of his mouth. It's not like he said, I'm never going to talk to Malik Willis ever. I'm going to completely freeze him out. I'm going to absolutely mistreat this damned rookie quarterback and I'm going to run him out of town because that's who I am. I'm Ryan Tannehill. Damn it. I don't think it's my job to mentor him. You know what? He's right. Fair, fair, fair is the answer to the question. It is not Ryan Tannehill's job to mentor Malik Willis. It's just not. It's not. Well, (laughs) just let's let's personalize it, shall we? I love producer Reed to death. It is not a part of my job description to mentor producer Reed. Now, I am not mentor material, so perhaps this is a bad comparison. But this is the point. Now. I work with Reed every day. I cannot do the show without Reed. Reed is a critical part of my existence professionally. I work with Reed. I want the best for Reed. I want Reed to have all of the opportunities possible in the world. But if you're asking me if it is literally in my contract with A to Z sports, you must mentor producer Reed and everybody that you come into contact with who works and helps you with the various things that I do for A to Z sports or 104.5 The Zone or all of the other places that are paying me money to yell and scream in the microphone? The answer is no. It's not my job. It's not my job. That doesn't mean I'm going to be a dick. Not at all. Well, Reed, you're, you're, you're... See, people can't see Producer Reed doing a... Doing a I don't know. You're kind of, a, kind of a dick. Kind of a jerk. Oh, yeah. Reed, doesn't, Reed doesn't work for me. Reed works with me. Now he's throwing up the heart symbol. This, this little shit stir in the background, just hiding in a screen. For nobody to see other than me, which is hugely distracting, by the way, while I'm trying to do the show. Although it makes me feel like I'm not just talking to myself like an insane person for an hour uh, for an hour in uh, in uh, succession. Alex M says about time we had a black quarterback. What are, what are you? What are, <laughs> Steve McNair, Vince Young, just in recent memory. What are you talking about, Alex? What kind of nonsense is this? How old are you? Ten? Of course, there have been African American quarterbacks for the Tennessee Titans. Just nonsense in the comment section. Uh, Evan White says, "F Ryan Tannehill and all of his empathizers." It's not about empathy. I my my job is to cover the team. I hope Ryan Tannehill does well professionally. I hope that Malik Willis does well professionally. I hope that Mike Vrabel does well professionally. I hope that anybody, unless you're a jerk and I hate you, which I don't think I've run into. Uh, I don't think I've run into. Um, well, Lawan's kind of a jerk and I, depending on the day, I might hate him, but I, uh, no, I don't root for, I don't root against anybody professionally, right? Unless you have wronged me in some way. And then I wish, uh, for your complete and utter downfall, but in the interim, none of those people exist in my life. So I, but do I care what Ryan Tannehill, will it have, will it impact me personally? If Ryan T- Tannehill falls off a cliff? No, no, not literally falls off a cliff, but I mean, professionally falls off a cliff. Um, would it impact me only in the sense that it would give me more things to talk about? In fact, a quarterback controversy is good for my business. It would be good for me if Ryan Tannehill flounders, even if it's not good for the football team. But in listening to those comments today, that's very, very much normal. Now he'll probably wish that he hadn't said it because that's the headline. He gave, he gave the vultures, the, he gave the vultures, the, the, the food or the the meal he he's being feasted upon right now because of those comments. And Ryan Tannehill so rarely, so rarely says anything interesting, anything of note. And I can almost guarantee you that after today, it'll never happen again um, because of the way that this thing is spun out of control. But he gives you that moment of, yeah, this is how this is how professional sports, a, prof- a working professional sports environment operates. And it turns out, yeah, it's kill or be killed. In professional sports, it's kill or be killed as far as, I mean, perhaps that's, I don't want to, I don't want to compare this to, you know, combat or warfare or anything like that. That seems hugely insensitive to do. So perhaps I should find another, uh, another saying or another metaphor, but you understand like adapt, uh, adapt or die, right. Is a, maybe a little gentler way of saying it. I don't know either way. Somebody's dying. I uh, I can't, I can't find a way to do this kindly. Okay. I'm sorry. It's because it's not a, it's not a, it's not a gentle workplace environment, professional sports. It's not that at all. It's I'm going to go find somebody better than you and cheaper than you and younger than you. And you're going to have to sit in a room with them every day and try and figure out how to be better than them or else I'm going to drop your ass. That's how this works. And by the way, That's how it should work. That's good business in football. Nobody is saying that Malik Willis should not, or that Ryan Tannehill should not be a good teammate to Malik Willis. I have every belief and every confidence that Ryan Tannehill will be a good teammate to be a day-to-day mentor, like walk you through, hold your hand. Um, Who was the, uh, who's the 50 year old quarterback that was still playing with the Jets Um, he, he almost got the Texans head coaching job a couple of times. Um, but was sitting behind Sam Darnold is basically, basically Sam Darnold's dad on the bench. That's not Ryan Tannehill. Not yet. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Isn't even that Ryan Fitzpatrick was pissed when they benched him for Tua. He should be, he was better than Tua. Ryan Tate or Ryan Fitzpatrick is not trying to, you know, slowly help Tua come along. Ryan Fitzpatrick's not going to be a bad person to Tua. He's not going to mistreat. Tua in that instance. Now this was Tua's rookie year. This was several years ago, but you understand my point. Not saying I don't think it's my job to mentor him. He's right. It's the quarterback's coach job. It's the offensive coordinator's job. It's Tim Kelly's job as the passing game coordinator. It's Mike Vrabel's job to be a mentor to him, to him, as the people who are responsible for the direct growth and development of the rookie quarterback. There's just a lot, there's just a lot that I think gets lost in translation. How many of you, how many of you have worked in a place, have worked in a place where it's a competitive work environment, where you feel like management is trying to replace you with better, younger, smarter, faster, more tech savvy options, right? Uh, I think that, I think that transcends generations. I mean, I'm sure, I'm certain there will be a point in my life where people who are paying me money to do things. Well, I hope that Austin and Zach don't ever feel this way about me, but it's entirely possible that at some point in my career, Austin and Zach do feel that way about me. Maybe I suck. Maybe I start to tail off. Maybe the brain fog finally takes me, or the bad Titans takes have finally sapped my last IQ point. It's just taken everything that I have mentally. Maybe I'm just Maybe I'm just a spud sitting here in front of you, babbling on in ways that aren't coherent. Maybe that happens in the next five years. I have no idea. At some point, Austin and Zach will have to replace me. That's how this thing goes. <laughs> Reed, get on the camera. Get on the camera right now. Get rid of the graphic. Get on the camera. Tell people what you're doing. You've been completely unhelpful throughout the course of the show today. Get on the camera right now and defend yourself for making a bunch of faces at me and actively trying to undermine what would you me while like I you do to the say? show. <laughs> what would I like you to say? Accountability. Stop Accountability. trying to Malik Willis me. I I am just saying, like you said, you are not here to mentor me. However, I can learn from you as the backup over here. So the moment that you decrease in your play, I am here to take the reins and run off into the sunset and never look back. To steal my shit is what you mean to say. Back into the shadows. Get out of here. Producer Reed, ladies and gentlemen, this is the person who's just making faces at me the entire time I try to do the primetime show. It's not his job to do so. It doesn't mean he's going to be a jerk to Malik Willis. And by the way, Ryan Tannehill's two obligations. I wrote this for A to Z sports.com. Ryan Tannehill has two obligations to the Tennessee Titans win the Super Bowl and be good enough at quarterback that Malik Willis gets the time he needs to develop. You can't put that guy out on the field, not his rookie season. You cannot. I have watched film of Malik Willis. I have seen the places where he can excel, the places where he still has a tremendous amount of growth to do. The reason why he went 86th overall in this draft, there is such a low hit rate for quarterbacks taken outside of the first round. It is critical that Ryan Tahill continue to play well enough to keep that job for your sake and for Malik Willis's. And it's just a bunch of nonsense, just a bunch of nonsense. To think anything other than what we uh the, than think anything other than that truly, Kenneth Baker says people love rah rah vanilla answers to media questions. Apparently, well, listen, good business. He he should have done it right. Like if I'm Ryan Tannehill or if I'm the Titans PR staff, I'm pulling him aside and saying, "Hey, yeah, it's probably gonna be, you know, probably next time. Don't don't talk about outwardly or potentially." leaving room for interpretation for you to be shunning the rookie quarterback. Like that's going to get all of the headlines everywhere as it did today because people are bored. It's May the 3rd and we're craving football like black tar heroin addicts. And so that's the thing that we're going to feast upon because Ryan Tannehill said the thing, get him. That's how the media cycle works. I know I'm a part of it. I get it. You guys get it too. I'm sure at this point. Uh, Producer Reed waiting in the wings, waiting to feast upon my my professional corpse after I'm no longer able after the Titans takes have sapped me of my life. <laughs> There's just a lot there that I think is uh, that I think is pretty funny to watch. Uh, we've had a we've had a very very uh, high energy show this evening, and I appreciate your guys' participation. Um, Derek R says no Buck is a robot; he is irreplaceable. I wish. I wish that I had more robot to me than I would feel less tired than I do at the end of every day because the Mississippi Qu- mass choir is no longer there to give me life because they wanted all of our money and I cannot give that to him just to play the, I'm not tired yet thing. Damn the Mississippi mass choir, except they are, uh, I think of religious affiliation. So perhaps I should not be doing, uh, things like that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Love Some love being a loser as long as it's hero ballers. I don't even know what that means. That's the kind of nonsense that we've devolved into this evening. Uh, he came to take your spot, Buck, says Burning Devil. That's right. That's exactly correct. Evan White screaming at me. It's a shit article. <laughs> Evan White, sober up. I know. <laughs> sober up. Every time he comes in the primetime show drinking or with a cocktail and he starts fires where fires need not be. So uh, why is he getting paid that much to not help his teammates? Jacob, and and listen, this is a a good point. He's not getting that paid. He he is not getting paid that much to not help his teammates. He's getting paid that much because, one, that's what the quarterback market's worth. Two, his cap hit is the most expensive in all of football this year because your general manager went out and traded for Julio Jones and signed Bud Dupree. So if you want to point fingers, Look at them for the reason why your quarterback is expensive. It's not his fault that they restructured his contract. He doesn't volunteer for a restructure. The organization has to ask him to do it. So they are now bearing the brunt of this, but Ryan Tannehill is, of course, the face that you associate the money with. And it's not like, so, because I Nate Washington, my buddy Nate Washington, former Titans uh, wide receiver, former Steelers wide receiver, he's going to be on the radio show tomorrow. Because Nate is of the position, yeah, help your boys. Help your teammates. Don't publicly say that you're not going to mentor them, even if you don't end up being a quote-unquote mentor to them. Don't say it out loud, you shitbird, like that was Nate's position on social media today. And we're going to talk about this with Nate. But Nate comes at it from the prism of a wide receiver. If a wide receiver is drafted and a veteran wide receiver exists on the roster, you're probably going to end up on the field at the same time together. Wide receivers helping wide receivers is not competing over one job. Tight ends helping tight ends is not competing over one job. Maybe running back is because, I mean, rarely do you see more than one of them on the field at any given point. But the quarterback, there's all, there's just the one. There's just the one job. There's just the one full-time starting quarterback job. It's not like another position group helping another position group. Because in all likelihood, there's going to be multiple guys at the same position on the field at the same time, except for the quarterback. He's getting paid that much to be the quarterback. So he damn well better be the quarterback. That's the job. And you're saying, no, be less of a quarterback. Help the other quarterback who's clearly not ready. Waste of time, waste of effort, waste of energy. Focus on being the best competitive version of you. Such is life. Um, and I saw Kurt Warner say the same thing on, on Twitter. In fact, we, uh, Producer Lucas reached out to uh, the NFL Network about trying to get Kurt Warner on the radio show tomorrow, and they very, very quickly declined the request. And I don't know that Kurt declined their request, but NFL media on behalf of Kurt Warner declined their request very, very quickly. And, you know, such as – that's that's fine, whatever. We asked because I thought it would be a good and engaging conversation. So I reached out to Nate because Nate had the same opinion, and also he played for this organization. So even better with a local tie. Um, Let's – do we (laughs) – (laughs) Mike Conley just screaming at me, Buck, you are out of your effing mind tonight. Yeah, probably, but you know why? Because you've made me be. You've pushed me to this point. I'm broken mentally. Producer Reed's going to be...